Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Do for Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. R.I.P. Jake Luton. Pat Smith. You don't look at the wind. You don't look at what club you're using. You're just... I'm committed, bro. You're so bad. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. Sean, I want thingamabobs. How many of those you got? I got about 20. <laughs> nah, who cares? No big deal. I, I want, want more. more. <laughs> Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, good day to you and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, your favorite podcast for Jacksonville Jaguars football, brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. I am joined by your hosts, Sean Daly. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Pat Smith. Zippity doodah. And facts and stats man, Devin Mabe. Boopity boopity boo. <laughs> that sounded like a video game character. Today is Wednesday, August 17th. The Jaguars trotted out their starters last Friday as the Cleveland Browns came to Jacksonville. Yes, you heard me right, starters. That means Trevor Lawrence, Trayvon Walker, Travis Etienne. Big names putting out big performances in the first quarter. I know at the end of the day, 24-13, whatever, the score we were watching was 13-0 before the twos came out, and then it was a different story. But we'll get to that later. For now, we'll go over the game, we'll look at the roster, start making our cuts, but to start us off, I'm going to take it to Pat because he was there at TIAA Bank Stadium, did the tailgate, was in the stands, and he came back with some notes. So Pat, I'll take it to you. You know, we're promised two things when you go to a Jacksonville game, right? You're promised to watch a game in its entirety for four quarters, and you're promised drinks and food at a reasonable expectation. Mm-hmm. One of those two did not exist on Friday night. To say I was shocked, floored, I'll be honest with you, I was drinking before the fact, and I'm not great at math. I'm not very, uh, I'm not well educated in that field, okay? <laughs> so when I bought two beers, and I'm, I'm not a cash guy either. I'm very quick with the card. And now that you don't have to swipe it, you could just tap on the on the technology these days. It's a yeah. phenomenal. That's great. I love that. Chef's kiss. It's great. It's not until the second time I bought my second round of beers that I heard the guy, and I buy two at a time. He goes $38.50 after tip, after tax. For two beers, two Bud Lights. These are two aluminum can Bud Lights, okay? <laughs> e- regular. No gold can. This wasn't uh, This wasn't aged for 20 years, okay? This didn't come out of Shad Khan's basement uh, stash of the stadium where he keeps only the most exclusive Bud Lights. These were two blue bottle aluminum Bud Lights for $38. Sean, I did the math. It's $15 a beer. $15 a beer. Dude, $15. I, I'm done. I am done. I have crossed the line. You want to talk about, listen, I am very adamant with the product on the field, and that must come first, okay? I really am. But now, now I'm pulling the curtain back, and I'm, I'm getting bamboozled behind the curtain. The, the strings, I see who's pulling the levers. It's a little green man in a suit, and he's taking money from me, okay? $15 worth per shot from a Bud Light. I will not have it. I will not do it anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Now, I have to raise the tempo. $15 a beer. That is insane. 
to me. I, I don't understand why more people are not upset about this absolute robbery. The, the vendors should all be forced to wear ski masks with holes in them, okay? <laughs> all of them. When they, when they ask you for your money, they should all be wearing ski masks at all times, okay? Because that is a robbery. It is a robbery. I looked it up. I mean, the article was a little outdated because it came from February, so it still had us when we were selling beers at 11.50, okay? But but outside of, of three other teams, we're the most expensive beer selling place, and now that we've raised it up to 15, I can only imagine that we're, we're at least top two across the league for $15 a beer. Again, I'm sitting here on this podcast talking not about football, but the product being sold to me in an aluminum blue can for $15 a piece. I, 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 I can't fathom it. I'm sorry. Okay, fifteen dollars gets you a whole preseason game. It gets you a whole case. It gets you a whole case. We're outside of the stadium, and I'm being charged for one beer. Insane, insane for a losing product. Okay, for a terrible product for the last five years. Yeah, I mean, I guess that athletic uh, facility has to pay for it somewhere, and it ain't coming out of Shot Cod's pocket. It's coming for the dear folks that love their beer in the stadium. I, I'm, I'm done. Guess what? I'm done. The Coke product is in the stadium now, okay? It's officially <laughs> mini-season. It is Jim Bean mini-season. It is Tito's mini-season, okay? I'm done. I'm taking my talents to the Coke machine, and I'm drinking mixed on my pocket, on my own doing. I am done with the support outside of the Coke machine. You will not have a dollar out of me for the rest of the year. Uh, Here at the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, we still think everybody should drink responsibly and uh, make sure that you designate a driver. Okay, thank you very much. Done with it. That's bullshit, dude. That's big time bullshit. Those beers are way overpriced for a damn preseason game. That's a freaking joke. All right. So yeah, you got to do what you got to do, man. You got to you, you're out here living. You 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 got to get in the stadium. You got to have a good time. All right. They want to charge you. We're, we're class Americans, man. What do you what do you want? What what do you think the NFL fans are? You think they're all like mm, penny money bags from the Monopoly game? No, they're guys that go to work. And you're asking us to spend upwards of two hundred and fifty dollars per game. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a joke. So uh, I completely understand where you're coming from, and, I, and I'm on your team there. That is way over. Did the guy at least open the beer? Did they open the beer for Yeah, you? but I think that's more of a legal thing. Like, they can't, yeah. have, oh, they can't, give, you a, like they the, can't give you a closed bottle that's going to have a little umph to it. So when you see the yeah. when you see Deshaun Watson walking out of the locker room and you want to give him a piece of something, you know, it's it's yeah. they got to take the umph out or else you're going to fucking... And there's screw-offs, man. You don't even have to use a bottle opener or nothing. It's just screw-offs. It's it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It it, it does. It's, it's it's bad. Yeah. And the aluminum, it doesn't taste as good as when it's out of the glass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so it's like they're not even giving you that. I mean, they're not, they're not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know better. I know better not to give us glass bottles at a, at a Jaguar yeah, stadium. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you want happy? What are you doing? I'm just looking for the rest of this bottle. Yeah. There's some of it over there. No, I, a little bit of Ur- it over Urban there. Meyer's walking out of the stadium here in just a second. Just hold on. <laughs> I'll be right there. I just want to ask him something. <laughs> That's why they got ski masks on right there. No, it should be part of the uniform. It really should, man. I at the very least, I want to feel like I'm getting robbed. Okay, don't 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 give me the Bud Lights with a smile on your face and act like everything's okay. I looked at the man. I I, I seriously did. I was like, what are you what are you talking about, guy? He's what, like, what's so what's so happy about you? Huh? Yeah. What, what, what are you all jeery about? Can you not do math either? Did you did you not walk into the stadium and when they told you, hey, man? And the, the price is $15 a bottle. Did you not look back and say, mm, I don't know if that's going to float, bud? Obviously, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, you're not going to be able to change it from your perspective. But, I mean, I'm sure you got into it thinking, yeah, people are going to be pissed. I mean, that's that's a four, $4.50 increase. Again, not good at math. I don't know what the percentage is uh, uh, on the increase, but I, I feel like that's at least 40% increase. I don't know. I feel bad for the vendors, though. I want to be real because... You got to know 
that they cringe every time somebody's like, how much? Right. <laughs> right. You know, you know that they're like, oh, I don't want to answer yeah. and this. And I man. hate to do it to them. I hate to do <laughs> yeah. it to them because, again, they're they're doing it for a gig. All right. This is this, this is some of them do it for fun. Some of them rely on this money. And I hate to tell you, bud, but I'm, I'm pulling the rug from under you. Yeah. You're going to have to look elsewhere. Yeah. You're going to have to find another bozo because <laughs> I'm not your bozo anymore. I'm done. The clown movement has ended. Okay. It's yeah. We're, we're, we're warming up to Balky last year. We're warming up yeah. to Balky. It's it's the Balky Masterclass this year. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and and now I'm taking my my talents to the Golden Ox hey. down the road. And and uh, I'm gonna get me some minis. Stock up. <laughs> nice plug. Support local business. It's absolutely. Lemonade stands. All right. Uh, speaking of Balky Masterclass. I think that was evident on the field, not in the seats with the overpriced beers, but on the field, okay, on this night, because Trayvon Walker is a player, dude. Trayvon Walker was the right pick at number one. Trayvon Walker has elite level trajectory at age 21, okay? Trayvon Walker is meeting the billing, and that's the last time I'm going to say his name. I'm not going to say it again. He is absolutely killing it, dude. Every play. It looks like he wins every rep. He got held. He would have had Deshaun Watson in the fucking dirt. Might have ended his season, all right? But he had, he got held by the left tackle really early on. I love seeing him and Josh Allen out there. Uh, him, Josh Allen, Arden Key, Dewan Smoot on the line in third down situations. Who's stopping him? They double team Smoot. They double-teamed Smoot, and then Trayvon Walker was like, okay, one-on-one. Josh Allen was like, okay, one-on-one. They got up the field in two seconds, and Deshaun Watson had to escape. That's what you're going to do. I, I got to tell you, I'm not selling the entire boat. Yeah. All right? I'm not selling the whole boat yet. Yeah. I'm thinking about – I'm looking at Craigslist and kind of seeing what the value is for the boat, mm-hmm. but I'm not selling it yet. Mm-hmm. Trayvon looked very good. Trayvon looked very good. He continues to look good, and Trayvon's going to get held a lot this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're going to have to hold him a lot this year. Too strong. If if there's anything that I I think my favorite set, and I love Hambone, I do. But mm-hmm. I think my oh fa- he blew somebody up too. Ended his career. The poor center. He did. He fucking ended the center's year. He did. I I love that that nickel set where you have Trayvon, Arden Key, Smooth Season, yeah. Josh Allen. Oh yeah. I love. That set, mm-hmm. love it, love it. Because you could it, drop Arden it. into coverage. You see what I'm saying? Ooh, yeah, I love it. You could take him from the middle, and he lines up like he's gonna rush right next to Dwan Smooth, and he just whoop backs up. Remember, I'm a linebacker. I love it. Yeah, love it. That might be one of my favorite lines to watch this year. Hambone did blow someone up on his play. Love seeing that he's getting his his work in on that line. It's gonna be a great defensive line just because of the pure flexibility yeah. and athleticism that 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 we have. Uh, available to us on that that defensive line, you, you're gonna it's gonna be plug and play. You're gonna be able to switch guys out, fresh legs, constantly coming, constantly rushing the quarterback. You look at Deshaun Watson, uh, the guy looked uh, absolute space cadet. He looked like a guy that hadn't played in two years. That's what he yeah. looked like. I mean, you call it transition, call it having a rough off season, call it whatever you want. The guy looked bad. Yeah, he looked frustrated. He looked flushed out of pocket all the time. Great. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. I, I, the, the the little bit of play that we saw out of the ones, um, both defensively and offensively, yep. it looked sound. It looked concrete. It looked it looked like it was, you know, there there was a direction yes, to what you were watching exactly. there. There were there were individuals who who were connected mentally, physically, aware of no what missed the, assignments. Yeah, exactly. It, it looked it looked almost complete. It really did. It looked promising. So when you when you leave that game knowing that you were up 13-0 against a quarterback who athletically has the capability of being top five in the league easily, very. I mean, you, you had him shell shocked the the entire time he was out there, which is great. Which is where, where a guy again you're going to be playing three or four of those guys this year Lamar. when it counts. All mm-hmm. right, and so if you have a similar effect, if you can bring that same first half that you brought against him, you're you're looking for some very sound football oh, yeah. this year. Yeah, like you said, yeah, defensively a lot of uh, there are three levels to every defense, 
And I feel good about, I feel really good about two of them, dude. And that third one's coming up too, because the other two are playing so well. I'm, I'm, the defensive line, you touched on it, all the way down to Adam Gotsis. Everybody's looking good. Everybody's looking good. Because there's so many of them, the rotational, they, they just keep them fresh, you know, keep them fresh. Like you could have, I mean, the only one that looks really bad is Bunny Rabbit hopping Clavon Chase on. He needs to hop his ass right off this roster because he's the only big hole I'm seeing. It's, it's going to, that, if he stays on the 53, that's going to be a very, heavy carry man it's ridiculous it's terrible and his his ceiling his ceiling is really reliant on everything around him that that is his ceiling he has he, no he has no scheme to him at all. He's got no, he doesn't know what he's doing out there. He's hippie hopping around. Yeah. I, I I've never seen him do it. Maybe it's something he picked up in the offseason. Maybe it's something that someone tapped him on the shoulder and said, Hey man, yeah. no one's really doing this. You should try it out. <laughs> like until you realize no one's doing it because it doesn't fucking work. You know? I'd, I'd pay like, anything to see the left tackle's face. Just his face every single time that he does that move, like the the confusion. Maybe it's like uh, you know visualize an attack, like Bobby Boucher. Yeah, may- maybe maybe it's you know it's a it's, it is a confused idea. It's like hey, look at my feet, look at my feet. Ooh, I'm up here, you know. <laughs> he just, maybe he didn't get him at I don't all. Know, maybe he's, he's using misdirection to kind of. I I get the concept. You're swinging your leg to try and gain momentum around the bend, but you're too small. I don't I don't see where. Yeah. The guy gets one arm on you and you're going down. I just he if Clavon Chason carries over, which it would it would be odd if he did get cut, just because how early on in his rookie deal he is. If he does get carried over to the fifty three, it is going to be completely reliant on the on the crowd around him on the rest of the defensive line Walker picking up guys Arden Key making distractions on the line you know Josh Allen taking up double teams based off of those guys doing all the heavy work that's not going to show up on the stat sheet will be the only reason Clavon Chason makes any kind of success or any kind of blimp uh, on this defense I mean that's that's all it is yeah. he'll he'll he will never be on his own accord a pass rushing uh, liability on this team. It never. All won't right. be. So that that does it for the first level. Feel good about everybody except uh except old Clavon. And uh second level, let me tell you right now. We we had a vacancy in Bumtown Suites and Chad Muma he pulled up in his car and he got to the front desk yeah. and we we were handing him the keys to Bumtown Suites and he spit in our face and mm-hmm. he said, mm-hmm. Fuck this place, mm-hmm. fuck your keys. All right. Yeah. You can keep your bums. I'm getting out of here immediately. And he just drove on up downtown Jacksonville, got in a fucking penthouse suite. Okay. Because Chad Muma is here to play. That guy was taking great angles. He looks like he got had it figured out. He at first game jitters. You said on last uh, podcast, maybe that's what it was against the Raiders. Uh, he did not look comfortable anywhere. Didn't look like he knew the playbook. Didn't look like he knew his assignments. And this week he knew everything. He was running downhill with force and just secure tackling. I look like I, I was confidently watch him play defense. Like I knew he wasn't going to miss his tackle. I knew he wasn't going to be out of position. I was confidently watching forty eight. And that is such a good feeling as a football fan, a knowledgeable football fan that knows how defenses get broken down and and, and, and what assignments they miss and, and this, that, and the other. And it was just good to confidently watch him and Foyer Luquan working next to each other. Like, they're not going to fuck up. You know what I mean? They're going to be where they need to be at the right time. And it just it gives you that sense of comfort that we didn't get last year. You know what I mean? That from that linebacker room, we were just like, boy, buddy, <laughs> they get past the D line and watch them go. You know what I mean? And now it just feels like it's going to be a more of a, a a comfortable watch with the Jaguars on defense this year, especially when Devin Lloyd gets back. Yeah, I mean, a huge piece that we still haven't seen yet. And I, again, will only add uh, just another element, another game-changing element, because if you just look at film from Devin Lloyd in college, I mean, that's all he does. Yeah. As he gets down, he finds a hole in the offensive line, and he either sits there and waits for you to come meet him, you know, to stop a run, or he'll come right through, bearing down, and, and, and get you wreak in that backfield. So, 
only just another element that's going to further this defense in in uh, specialty. Um, and again, Chad Muma, yeah, hopped on the price line uh, yeah. Friday night. He was like, yo, I got to find somewhere else. I'm not. This place sucks. He, he rolled up. He was like, yo, man, there's not even doors on the rooms out here. I got to yeah, I gotta find something else. So, yeah, Chad Muma, uh, look, looking looking elsewhere. Uh, you know, Andrew Wingard, obviously, making a career out of preseason games. He's always hanging know? around Bumtown Suites. He's, he's, like a, he's like a vagrant around it. You know what I mean? Like, he's... <laughs> People keep feeding him, and he's hanging out, and and then like you give him one day, you give him some money, and you're like, go get your shit together, man, and he's like, thank you, and then he'll go out and he'll have a good day, and then the next day he'll just buy a forty, right, and then end up right go back, right back. <laughs> right vagrancy back in front of bumped out suites, asking for loose change, yeah, and, but we don't know if we want like uh, you know uh, the Visca Chanel's like, dude, do you want to work here? Like I could use some help. <laughs> yeah, it's um. And and speaking of Andrew Wingard again, I think he's he's a unfortunate. When you look at the defense on it, you know when you get to the twos and the threes later on in the game, he is a bright spot in yeah. comparison to everybody else. Smartest kid in summer school. Yeah, I mean that's that is how he's made. That is, I mean that is his claim to fame. Let's let's be realistic. He he's a UDFA who balled out in preseason, right? Mm-hmm. And then we attempted to throw him in at safety. This was before Urban even was around. You attempted mm-hmm. to throw him in at safety. You saw how bad he was in coverage, and you're like, okay, oh, buddy, that's not going to work in the regular season. Um, and, and, and but you keep him around because he's a good special teamer. He's a great, you know. And, and maybe you get a snap or two in a regular season game, and you just you just make sure he doesn't fucking cost the the top. You know, you make sure you don't give up the big play. No Brandon Cooks. The second and the third team on this on this Jaguars uh, team is bad. It is bad. It is uh, really bad. So. If if there's anything that I take away from this game, I mean, obviously the starters look good for the time they played. You, we we got to be healthy. We have to stay yep. healthy, and we have to stay, uh, uh, you know, uh, above water, not drown in injuries, stay out of trouble. Because I'm telling you, if you lose a couple of these ones, man, it's not pretty. What's on? What's waiting for you on the bench? Yeah. Um, but again, that's to be expected because you're looking at a team that has had years and years of bad draft picks, of bad free agency acquisitions. Of of uh, you look at this year, there's a ton of guys on this roster you've never seen before that are trying to make a spot and, and could very well, you know, have the option because the the team is so bad after you get past the starting twenty two. So. Um, yeah, that's that's really the the main thing I took away from this is just how royally fucked. Um, and and besides that, Daniel Thomas uh, continues to show me why he doesn't deserve a spot in the fifty three either. Yeah, he can't tackle. Whew, my goodness, my yeah, goodness, Dan, brother. Daniel Thomas can't tackle. Can't uh, tackle. Brings can't me, save his life. Brings me to the secondary. Okay, so we feel good about the D line. We feel good about the linebackers, and now we're in the secondary. Rayshon Jenkins, uh, for most accounts disappointing last year i think that's safe to say right safe very yeah, safe. yeah yeah disappointing and we because we were sold this guy he's best friends with shaquille griffin and they were gonna work together and ball out with each other and be aggressive and make plays and none of that shit happened shaquille Gr- griffin couldn't catch a cold he's been working on you know catching footballs all in the off season like he's catching like a thousand balls a day or something like it's a crazy amount and Rayshon Jenkins. I mean, he knows. Yeah. He knows how many opportunities he's had. Yeah. And Rayshon Jenkins, what does he do? Comes right downhill, splits the gap. Trayvon Walker was about to tackle that guy if it weren't for Rayshon Jenkins coming in, putting a hat on the ball. All right. I love the aggressiveness of Mike Caldwell's defense. The bodies flying around different directions, running downhill, people dropping back when when you don't know. It, remi- it reminds me of like back in the day, Rex Ryan or Rob Ryan, those those schemey three four blitz schemes and defense that were just so hungry for turnovers and Rayshon Jenkins got in the spot put his hat on the ball they didn't miss Shaquille Griffin his best friend picked it up it was a great moment man that was great like if that happened in a regular season game like how nuts would that go and in a game where the Jaguars aren't already down two or three scores you know what I mean like that happens like it's seven three we're down four we need a game change in play and that shit happens that's the kind of stuff that winning teams do those are the plays mm-hmm. that winning teams make mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just so good to see the jaguars doing that and and that was that was a big thing for last year is that you had a defense that couldn't create any kind of 
uh, momentum for the offense at all. Yeah, turnovers. I mean, there was just nothing. Yeah. No big play mentality. No, no even – you're not even close. You weren't even scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. And it took so, this defense under Mike Caldwell. It took them, what, seven snaps? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and that's, like you said, you get that in an early game, mm-hmm. and and not. I mean, even if you get three points out of it, that's three more points than you had before, and you're 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 rolling the momentum, which is huge in a, in a football game. Oh, dude, I don't want to. Man, it's so. We've, no, we've, don't don't dude, do it yet. Don't do it yet. I just remember. I remember the feeling of the preseason in 2017, bro. No, no, no. Don't do it yet. Don't I do remember. It yet. I know, but you, you can't. Oh. You can't do that just yet. You have. I think the week one is going to be a brilliant test. I think it is going to be. Yeah. You can't ask for a more sizable opponent to really see what you Tee have. off. I mean. That's 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 the, that should be the mentality. Yeah. You shouldn't go into week one scared. Yeah. You should go into week one very confident. Off. Yeah. And and just throw everything at it. Let, see what you really have. Don't be afraid to throw the big ball. Don't be afraid to send the house on on uh, you know a third and four. You know, take that risk. Take that gamble. So, but you, you gotta have that. You gotta have that big play mentality. And again, you saw it. You saw it very early in this Cleveland game. You 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 make a fumble. You you recover the ball. Trevor throws a dime in the corner to Zay in what looked like double coverage. Yeah. You know, if if he comes down with that, that's a circus catch. Mm-hmm. It's a circus catch. One handed, bring it in, clutch it up, touchdown. Uh, you're going nuts. That's all over ESPN if he catches that ball. And yep. again, it was a drop. So be it. That's fine. But seeing and he loves Zay. I I, I, I hate to surprise everybody if you haven't already realized mm-hmm. it. He loves Zay. I think I think Zay might be the most surprising acquisition um yeah. in regards to who you took in this offseason mm-hmm. to really to really show you know show that it up contract's I mean, gonna look really good after this year i think ooh, i think it's gonna ooh, look really i mean good. sure you're gonna have kirk in the slot and he'll be you know kind of being the guy that just kind of you know possession move the chains keep it going but i, I think that big ball that big play big play zay yeah. is going to be utilized quite a bit this year yeah, um, and the second Trev- you, trevor looks comfortable the second you key in on zay too guess what jamal agnew Bam to the house. We got two big play guys. You know what I mean. And Christian Kirk yeah. can run really fast too. So oh we yeah, could, no. Yeah. Hey, Kirk, Kirk is not not uh, not afraid to run that little you know skinny post mm-hmm. up up the middle exactly. and, and and have you chase him. He's got no problem doing it. Yep. So um, no, I I think I continue to see again. For me, it was the catching. Right. You come from last year. What do you want to see different? You want to see the balls that can be caught, get caught. You want to see consistency down the field at the ends, getting touches, um, snoops, oh, getting yeah. touches. It, it, it looks good. It looks good. I mean, they're, they're, they they were both averaging, I, I think, between the two of them, 2.8, just yeah. under three yards of carry. So you like that consistency. Travis obviously looks very comfortable. Yeah, uh, which which was something I was waiting to see because again, coming off of that Liz Frank, you don't know what you're getting. That was the biggest question. So the fact that he's able to come in again, light work, light carry on on this game, but being comfortable running around and making things happen, looking for holes, bouncing outside, he was comfortable in all those aspects. So again, I the offense continues to show me what I want to see, and and I'm happy with that, and I want to see more of it, and I can't wait. Except for one thing, Pat. The offense is still failing to show us one thing. And that is something we touched on in the last episode. Mm-hmm. That is finishing drives. Yep. yep. That yep. is making good decisions within 20 yards of the end zone. Yeah. All right. And I did not see it in this game. The only time they had a good play was oh, it literally Trevor Lawrence had to. I could have made that pass. Like I mean, I love Trevor Lawrence. All right. Don't, don't get me wrong. He's ultra talented. Evan Ingram was was like the closest guy was five seven yards away from him, so that was the easy decision. And on the more, I want to see a difficult pass through a tight window, or I want to see a great scheme uh, in the back of the end zone. All right, that's what I want to see. 
I, and I didn't see it. So that's still a big question. I, I got to see it. We were terrible in the red zone last year. We've been terrible in the red zone all camp. And we were well, we went to the red zone three times, got for the first team, two field goals and a touchdown. And the touchdown was to a wide open guy. It was a blown coverage. So uh, that, that's my, my biggest thing that I need to see moving forward from the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, Trevor hey, Lawrence t- especially. Touchdown, touchdown now. Okay, we're not hey. going to start. We're not going to start looking at touchdowns with a microscope. I'm not. I'm right? saying that only because it's the preseason. Right. All right. If that in the regular season, I don't give a fuck what it looks like. All right. I'm just saying that as more of a, a preview of what we're going to see in this NFL season. It was very concerning to me that he couldn't fit a throw into tight coverage in the red zone. That's what I want to see. I want to see him fit a throw into tight coverage in the red zone mm-hmm. when the windows get smaller, and we still haven't seen that. Yeah. So and you, he double touch like the you play you talked about to Zay Jones when he was in the trying to make the circus catch. Trevor Lawrence double pumped that he waited, and even on the touchdown throw to Evan Ingram, it looked like he hesitated on that too. So we got to we got to get him get him back just firing i just want him to trust his arm trust his decision making let it go man you throw a pick you throw a pick all right just just be confident in your decision making don't let a double pump give the uh, give the db time to get over all right so that's that that's my major negative uh to take away from the game but as a whole, I love the way Doug Peterson is utilizing Trevor Lawrence's athletic ability. I am so pumped for this. And Press Taylor. I don't know I don't know exactly how much of it is Doug Peterson's uh, philosophy and how much of it is Press Taylor's play calling. I don't know which how that works. But it looks good. Safe, safe to say Doug's got his foot on, on the gas. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. His I mean, fingerprints are all over this offense. And right. Trevor Lawrence, it, I love seeing him run out of the pocket because he just looks so much more comfortable outside of the pocket. It's like like what Brian Dayball did with Josh Allen in Buffalo. You know what I mean? You you get him off his mark. You don't try to turn him into Peyton Manning. Don't leave him in a box. Okay, move him around, especially when your offensive line is mm, questionable to say the least. But we'll get into Walker Little, though. Oh, buddy, he looks like a player. He looks like he belongs. But the offensive line is not a top 15 unit in the NFL. I think that's safe to say. Very safe. So, yeah, you have to take Trevor Lawrence and get him out of there, roll him out, let him utilize his legs. And I love they call it a read option early on, like the second play of the game, and he just fakes the handoff to ETN, tucks it for 12 yards and a first down and slides smartly to protect himself. And what does that do? That opens up ETN, gashing up the middle for 12 yards because now they got to worry about Trevor. And it opens up so much. It opens, you hand it off. It opens up Zay Jones on the outside. It opens up Christian Kirk. It, it adds an element that Urban Meyer and the shitty coaching staff that we had last year didn't utilize at all because they were so worried about their golden goose, the golden ticket. They wanted to keep him in that pocket behind a bad offensive line and just hope it worked out. And Carlos and Hyde. Doug Peterson. And Carlos yeah, Hyde. And Carlos Hyde. Yeah, exactly. How to utilize Carlos Hyde at all times. The savior. Uh, but And Doug Peterson is like, no way. I'm seeing this gazelle of a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, and I see how well he can run downfield and, and his decision-making outside the pocket. And so we're going to run a lot of bootlegs all year long, and I love it. And it's it's I'm, dude I'm, I'm here for it I, I'm just here for look at the play calling the scheming oh my god dude it's it's just so much better than last year and I know it's probably the lowest of bars of all time but it is far and away better than last year from Doug Peterson and this offense and I just hope it stays that moving forward especially now that Jake Luton is gone yeah uh, you touched on it a little bit and you know we, we were talking about in the group chat um, earlier today, we were talking about the the speed option. You know, a little split back in the backfield, yeah. fake it to J. Rob, let Trevor Lawrence Etienne run out, uh, a little pitch play maybe Etienne burst down the side. I mean, it's, the functionality is there, mm-hmm. very similar to the defense. It's just like a, a bag of Legos, man. You could just pick it apart, put it back together, make it a different look. There, there's so much that you could do in this offense. And again. You mentioned red zone play. I'm 100% with you. We need to see more out of the red zone. we got to take away more points than just just the typical three-pointers. I will say that one glaring thing I will be looking at for this year with Trevor, I mean, last year, uh, 17 picks, right? I mean, smart football. You want to see smart football. So maybe that's that's accounting for the double clutches. You know, maybe that's accounting for the the little bit of hesitation going into this year. And and maybe it'll it'll rust off. It'll get better as he he gets more time with these new guys. Cause again, outside of 
Laquan Treadwell, uh, there aren't too many familiar faces uh, on that on that field with Trevor this year. So uh, it'll take time. That's why these reps are so important. I I really hope I hope to see this was a good measurement today uh, for this week. But against Pittsburgh next week, I really hope to see them take it a, a step further and really just fucking iron it out for you, so you can see what you got. So and then set them all game three. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So game two, you're thinking like a quarter and a half. Yeah. 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 Game three, technically. I, but, you yeah. know, it depends on how the drives go. If you give me a, a great couple drives, you give me it, my me personally out of this offense, I'd like to see 17 points. I'd like yeah. to see 17 points out of this offense. If you can give me two drives for a touchdown and a field goal somewhere, you that's enough for me. That'll that'll show me you did what you had to do this offseason. You came to this preseason fully prepared. You are ready to roll week one. You got to show me 17 good points with efficient drives, and then you could take the rest, take the rest off. And I really think Dougie Peterson subscribes to that same philosophy too, though, because it really felt like the plan was two series, right? Mm-hmm. On offense, like mm-hmm. go out there for two series and then they got back to back field goals. And I think Doug Peterson was like, nah, nah, fuck nah. that. Yep. Nah, one more. Yep. No, get back out there. No, we're, we're putting it in the end zone because I know that my, my young quarterback needs to see this ball get in the end zone so he can get confidence going into, going into the season. We got, we got, we got to have some success. We can't just play bad for three games and hope to figure it out in the regular season. Let's get it ironed out now. So that we come week one against the commanders, we're ready to dominate. We're ready to beat them by three scores. And I, I love that. I love that he's he's not so stubborn as to like, you're playing two series, no matter what, that's it, blah, 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 blah. He could tell that he needed one more drive and that his team was really close and he needed one more drive, put it in the end zone, and that's exactly what happened. And, and devil's and, advocate, you know, some people would say, little risky you know these games don't count these reps don't matter you you, you want to save your guys you don't want to risk something but i mean all jokes aside doug peterson's got a, a little bit of a sack on the guy you know he's got some sack yeah oh yeah if you, you see you see that super bowl win that super bowl win was not uh, a chunk and dunk five yard plays he he, <laughs> he special he he threw his sack around that, that Super Bowl game, okay? So he's got a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, the, the riverboat gambling to, to Doug P. You know, he's got a little bit to him. So he's he's willing to take the risk to see the payoff, and, and I think that's exactly what happened. And if that is the case, good on him, and I expect him to, to take it to that next notch against Pittsburgh. When he, and, ine- and I, when he inevitably calls... The Philly special in in Duval. What are we going to call it? The Duval Dime. We got to come up with something special because you know the league's forgotten about that play since Doug Peterson left. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they forgot. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, and I think there's going to be a game. I'm going to Sean Daly, Taylor, Devin, Mark the timestamp of when I'm saying this so that we can replay it when I'm right. At some point, some fourth and two at the goal line, some two point conversion, meaningful late in the game this season. That play will be called, and the Jaguars will succeed at that play, and we got to come up with a name with it. I'm giving it to Devin. Devin, I want you to come up with five names, all right? And then at the end of the podcast, you you give us the names for the for the Duval special, the the Jaguars version of the Philly special, and we'll list them at the end of the podcast because I'm excited for that. I just thought of that. He comes from Andy Reid's tree, and Andy Reid loves that shovel pass to Travis Kelsey. You know what I mean? Uh, a yard out. And I, I really think Dan Arnold's perfect for that. You could run the the fake to ATN, the fake to uh, James Robinson, and then just shovel it right to Dan Arnold and let him go behind Luke Fortner into the end zone. I think the play calling, especially if we continue to struggle in the red zone, the play calling is going to get a little exotic. You're going to see some crazy play calls coming out of Doug Peterson because, like Pat said, he's got sack, and he's not afraid to drop it, put it right on the table. Everybody could see it. All right? That was... A, little bit of a bad image but you know what i mean okay the jaguars you know urban meyer had had his sack full of cocaine (laughs) doug's got a sack full of balls everyone's got a different sack it just depends on how you want to use (laughs) god urban meyer i think how good this team looks with like 
a bit of an overhauled roster to a certain point, but a lot of the same players. Uh, a good bit. Yeah, a good but, bit of an overall roster. We just we just mentioned crowd favorite <laughs> Carlos Hyde Brian. not too long ago, and he was he was running back one. Don't get it mistaken. James Robinson <laughs> was sat last year for Carlos Hyde. Okay, sat yeah. last year. All right, don't let's let's not. Uh, yeah, let's so not confuse I think overall we feel good. Jaguars got got bitch slapped twenty four to nothing after the starters left. But like Pat said, you know it's not about that. It's about the eyeball test, okay? And the Jaguars passed the eyeball test from my book. Um, it's cut time, Pat. It's cutting time. We already lost Jake Luton, who if he didn't have Tanner Lee's duct tape on his ass. Uh, he definitely had his own version, like some kind of like Luton glue or, you know, uh, some Jake, uh, what rhymes with Jake? I don't know. Some flake. Yeah, yeah, but how do you, how do you make flakes sticky? Jakey sticky putty. You know what I mean? Needed something on his ass cheeks cause he was terrible. Uh, CJ Beathard looks like he's still hurt. That's what I'm worried about. He does not look comfortable in the pocket. So hopefully he can continue to stay healthy and, and make sure that hamstring groin area is, is healthy because Jake Luton's gone. We got EJ Perry back in the fold. Slaughter's gone. So yeah, it's just EJ Perry. It's going to be the EJ Perry show if CJ and Trevor go down as of right now. So that's scary. That's scary for me. Health as a whole should be widely observed on this team. Like you're, do not go farther out than the 22, the 24 guys that you have on this roster because ugly. you will not like what comes off that bench. As you've seen in the last couple games, yeah. it, venture uh, not too far from those starting guys because it's it's not it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, we, we waived five folks, Jake Luton, who, again, very impressive that he's even made it as far as he has. Uh, he snuck through the cracks, dude. It snuck through cracks, hid under sewers. <laughs> crawled up uh pipes like he he was just you know always elusive i he the guy that was hiding in the air ducts the other year who who was that you remember him no avoiding getting cut (laughs) oh yeah 404 not found no that was a tight ben koyak ben koyak you know (laughs) constantly just just staying in the shadows you know they 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 wanted to cut him they just couldn't get to him to cut him (laughs) He kept changing his mailing address, you know. So Jake, Jake Luton, kudos to you for for staying as long as you Are did. Are we sure Ben Koyak's not still on the team? Are we I, sure? I know he's not on the team. I won't say that I'm confident he's not out of that facility. He might be in the he building. Might, he might still be in a broom closet somewhere, sneaking donuts out of the break room and shit. That's why the Jaguars have been playing at Episcopal High School because they're trying to get Ben Koyak out of there. That's they're they're fumigating the building. They're trying to get him smoking out, smoking him out. <laughs> they're like, all right, all right, Koyak, that's enough, man. It's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> that's um, hilarious. So yeah, Jake Lou, not the only uh, notable name. Elliot Fry. Out of our kicking carousel, mm-hmm. also waved of of a part of those five guys. So it, it may look like the Santoso show, which I'll be honest with you, uh, I'm not I'm not 100 percent in on Santoso. I don't but think we'll, anybody is. I don't think Santoso is 100 percent on <laughs> Santoso. I'm not, I'm not too happy with with the result of our kicking camp. Um, so maybe you know maybe Ain't no we Justin throw another Tucker flyer out group. there. I'll tell you that. We're not finding the next Evan McPherson anytime I, soon. You know, listen, for me, I, I think that the, the kicking position is... is Kicking our ass. Well, not only that, but it's such a silly thing to have to evaluate year in and year out. You can't tell me that there aren't 32 human beings, and I use that term loosely, human beings yeah. in this world that can kick a football, all right, through the uprights mm. of... of Anywhere between zero to forty-five yards consistently at ninety-five percent of the time. Is that is a listen? And that's why I give you the ninety-five percent because there's wind. All right, there's there's bad placements. There's 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 things that can go wrong. But ninety to ninety-five percent of the time, that ball should be kicked and gone through the uprights. Anything less than that, you don't deserve to be kicking in this league. Yeah, it is a very controlled environment. All right, you should be able to not only it's high and, stakes. No, no nonsense, nonsense. If you practice, you never 
play a down in your life, right? That's how it should be, right? You should never overthink a down in your life. And if you practice and you know what you're doing and you have a good holder, I mean, you got Logan Cook, best best holder in the league, all right? Hall of Fame holder, Hall of Fame kickoff, <laughs> Hall of Fame punter. Yeah, you can't ask for a better Ray guy. holder. All right, so you just gotta kick it through the uprights, man. And I, I just I feel like Santoso won't be here at the end of the year. Oh no way, I, no chance. We're, no we're chance. drafting but, one in the third round next year. We're going full Brian Anger. Listen, man, if you win nine or ten games, draft one first overall. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Draft because I mean, listen, if we do well, right, we're probably picking 24, 22. Anyway, I wonder. So if, just just draft one at twenty two. If it's you were good. allowed to draft a kicking machine in the draft, that was just guarantee you a made field goal. A hundred percent, a hundred percent year in. Yeah. If you got me a hundred percent for eight years, <laughs> yeah. I'm drafting him twenty two overall. Uh, I'm, I'm first round, dude. First. I'm, yes, round. I, I I might draft him sixteen. I might go up to sixteen. And and Cincinnati for a hundred percent. Cincinnati kicking. got that guy in the uh, in the fifth round. Evan McPherson. He's good. He's really He's good. good He's. A, He's I, I wish really we had good. it. But see, Lambo ruined my ideals on the position because he was so good for so long. And one day he woke up and forgot how to play the position. He just woke up and he lost it. You know, it's crazy how you can have it at that position. Like Olindo Mare back in the day, Martin Gramatica. And then all of a sudden you just, it's gone. You just, you just forget how to do it. You can't do it anymore. And that's why it makes guys like Justin Tucker and, and maybe Evan McPherson, if he sustains this greatness, uh, makes those guys so valuable. And uh, Santoso ain't that guy, but he might be the guy that could get us through this year. You know what I mean? Just get us through so we can find that guy maybe next year, you know? Yeah. And it might have to be that way, you know, so be it. So what what are we going to call this? We'll call this, we'll call this cutting shuffle. Yeah. I mean, ultimately you got to come down to 53, right? The next, the next level is 80. 80, yeah, we lose five more. We lose five more, you get down to 80, and then ultimately you'll get down to 53. So, Sean and I are just going to save you the headache. Mm-hmm. We're going to alternate cuts. Yep. Five apiece. I'm going to start out really harsh uh, because uh, this is like, I'm going to tell you what, it's the hardest one. Uh, not really. Kevin Austin Jr., get off my fucking team, dude. I'm sorry. I drafted you. I know. I, I wanted you to do good, but I... I can't find you, man. Where are you? I don't see you at camp. I don't see... I'm starting to think you don't exist, dude. Uh, What's going on? You're not making plays. I know you had Jake Luton throwing to you. We'll see if EJ Perry can get you the damn ball, but... I, I just don't know what you're doing here, man. Kevin Austin, you just take you can be on the practice squad, practice it up, maybe find yourself, maybe find some clothes that aren't invisible. All right, and uh, and and let's start there because Kevin Austin Jr., you're gone. You've done nothing. Let's get on out. Oof. See ya. Turning on my own draft pick. I'm turning on him. That's hey. You know what, man? It it takes a real man to admit when you're wrong. I made a mistake. You made a mistake. You yeah. your eyes were too big for your stomach. You know you couldn't you finish go. all the sushi on your plate at the all you can eat sushi bar. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, and, and it. it it's crazy because Kevin Austin Jr. moved into Bumtown Suites, and I know he lives there because the mattress is all disheveled and and there's there's dirty Someone, plates. Someone's staying there, and there's some cups. But every time I I go in there, uh, there's nobody there. Uh, I open the door, there's nobody. It's it's just it's a mystery, and I need it solved. And I need him out of my life. Go on, get get. I I too can admit when I'm wrong, and. <laughs> There was a play this last game that um, I almost had to rethink my my UDFA moving forward. As a whole, as a whole, I think again, I think I still had some some urban sack left in my locker, <laughs> and I think I I drafted poorly uh, this year. Um, Josh Thompson um, missed a tackle. That only a mother could love afterwards. <laughs> I mean, this man got dusted. There's he. It's like he dives for this tackle and he's not even looking up. You know that. You know that first tackle. For those of you who who played when you were a kid, that first tackle. You never tackled someone before, so you don't know what to expect. So you put your head down, you close your eyes, and you hope you're just. You just hope the tackle is going to happen. That very first one, as a little as a little jit out there, you just try to make a play, and there's nothing there. And that guy is 20 yards down the field behind you, 
and you look up and you're like, damn, that sucked. That was Josh Thompson last <laughs> fake last, an injury. last game. That's kind oh, of a fake an injury. <sighs> Buddy, I gotta let you go, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, you, it's crazy because they strip sacked that guy. Like they, he missed did. he he whiffed on that, and then somebody else came and took the ball from him. <laughs> Josh Thompson got off just in time to get to that pile. Yeah. And then the ball gets recovered, and Josh Thompson goes and celebrates with the team. Yeah. After yeah. getting absolutely dusted on the field. That was a yeah. crazy play. That was tough. Yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, we're going back on, on our ideals. Casey McDermott. Mm. Get off my team. Okay. You suck. You can't block a nosebleed. You couldn't block uh, somebody on Twitter. Okay. You, 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 uh, what, what are you doing here? If, you, if you're not here to block, what are you here to do? Okay. It's like it, it, the pop-up blocker on my laptop is named Casey McDermott. Okay, like, get out of here, man. You're useless. All right? Uh, but we might have to keep him because Will Richardson got hurt. But it's neither here nor there. No, Casey McDermott. Get off my team. Number three. Uh, this is... Okay, yo, you want to go? Hey, I'll do I'll do mine real quick. Mackay Sargent. All right? Mackay Sargent. See ya, buddy. There's Demotum. Bye. The, uh, um, you're you're private. private now. Yeah. <laughs> All right? This is a... Uh, this is a, this is gonna be a controversial one, right? But I'm done with it. I'm sorry. You can't make the club in the tub. I apologize. One Lavisca Chenault exit right. Man, Have a good one. You're going straight forward, huh? Straight forward. I'm going. I'm going straight to the throat. Uh, I'm. I, I've seen enough. Uh, you can't stay on the field. You're not healthy, and that sucks. It's not you. That's not it. But what do you have to bring to this offense? What I haven't seen it. I feel like I'm getting all the reports out of camp. You're a tweener. They don't know what to do with you. Uh, the gadgety plays we got. Jamal Agnew, man. What do we need you? Can you run routes? No. Can you catch the ball? No. What are you doing here, man? Get on out of here. Go on, get get. See ya, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Hall. Why don't you follow him out that door? <laughs> Go down the Marvin Hallway. Yeah. All right. That's it. Mr. Hallway. Mr. Hallway. Walk down don't, don't let the door the hit hallway. you out in the hallway, Marvin. See ya. <laughs> With a name like Marvin, you're lucky you made it all this way. All right. So that's that's three. I mean, let's go. All right. So 80. We got to get down to 80. All right. I can't do Nick Ford, even though he's got two games straight penalties. He's still moving bodies. He's just got to he's got to iron out those penalties, man. But Nick Ford is moving bodies. You're not getting cut. You're you're my pride and joy. Grant Morgan can't get on the damn field. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. They didn't let him in at the end of the game. I was pissed about that because Chappelle Russell's in the way. All right, but you know who's not in the way in that linebacking group? The next guy getting cut. Shaq Quarterman. Ooh. Exit. Stage oh, right, buddy. No. Have a good one. The U stands for you out of here, <laughs> my guy. Oh man. Have a good one, buddy. You, you just Damn. You, you, you don't fit. You don't fit. I got Muma. I got Lloyd. I got I got freaking Oluquan. I got Chappelle Russell. You know what I mean? I got boxes um, full of linebackers. I got, <laughs> I got linebackers for days, man. I'm good. You got to go, Shaq Quarterman. Get on. You, I mean, you could be on the practice squad. Perfect practice squad guy. Yeah. Really, really, a lot of effort. And I don't fear another team going, man, we missed out on Quarterman. Yeah. God. And it sucks because Shaq Quarterman, that's who we took with the Nick Foles pick. God, that was our Nick Foles pick. And we wasted it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. We wasted the good surprise on you. <laughs> Damn it. And so, yeah, Shaq Quarterman. Ski on. Get Ski on out of here. Get out. Your turn. Uh, I'm going to go with um, uh, Luke Farrell. Done with you. Oh, no. Done with you. Oh, no. I disagree. You. I think. I Pat, think. I disagree. I think Garrett Prince takes that job from you. I think. I think no. we carry four tight ends on this team and uh, odd man out. Oh, it's you. Go have your Sunday dinners with mom. Ask Urban to come back over. You're out of here. It doesn't work, Pat. doesn't work with the roster construction, okay? Because if you're keeping four tight ends, it means you're keeping two in-line guys and two move guys. And the two move guys are Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold. And the two in-line guys would be Chris Manhurts and Luke Farrell because Garrett Prince is a move guy, right? He would have to be uh, – Garrett Prince is definitely the perfect practice squad guy, Pat. You definitely keep him on the practice squad, and you hope nobody Darren Wallers him from you. All right. Nope. That that's that, that that's I, I that's saw what, you do. what I needed to see. 
and uh, Garrett Prince taking, the, taking right, it over. All right. I think Luke Farrell's a way better blocker, and that's why he'll be Manhurts' backup. Did you see how much fucking playing time Manhurts got with the first team? We called it. I did. We called did. it, dude. I did. Parked yep. right next to 72. Yep. All right, and, and Walker Little, I don't know if it was because Manhurts was there most of the time, but Walker Hittle, Walker Little, Brian Sexton said on the podcast, or not the podcast, <laughs> Brian Sexton said it on the broadcast. He said he looks like a left tackle at right tackle. And that's exactly what he looked like. He looked strong, big. He he looked just he looked the part. Like I saw enough. Jawan Taylor, have a good one. You enjoy yourself on the bench there, buddy. You you you're you're our swing tackle because Walker Little just took your job. And from where I'm sitting, and uh, Fortner looked a lot better. Feel good about Fortner, man. Shatley. I fucking told you that we should not be cool with left guard, dude. I said we should not feel good about left guard. And you were like, Shatley this, Shatley that. And what happens with second place? Shatley gets blown the fuck up. And Trevor ha- almost looks like he almost his knee gets rolled up under because he gets tackled. He tries to throw it away, which next time, hey, buddy, let's uh, live to play another down. Yeah. But uh, he, he that's dangerous. He just got blown up immediately. Like, are you still feeling good about Shatley, buddy? I mean, they they say Ben Barch, Tyler Shatley going back and forth for one reps. We'll see what comes out of it. I mean, I'm not happy with either one, I, but it is yeah, what it left is. Guard's a problem. It is left what it is, is man. Problem. I mean, you can't rehaul the line in one year. You just can't do it. It's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, we'll see, man. I one of them's got to step up and play. Hey, Nick Ford, step up and play. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At this point, I don't care. Just keep sixteen clean. I don't care who does it. Yeah. Walker Little looked great though, and Cam Cam looked good. Uh, offensive line as a whole looked good. Whole team looked good on the first team. Second team, we don't care. Uh, that'll do it. Uh, I think that 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 pretty much sums up. Fuck Deshaun Watson. I'm glad that the clips on Sports Center are going to be him throwing balls into the dirt and just eating shit. Love that. Jaguars did not get shown up at home, except for the beer prices. And now we move on. We're on to Pittsburgh. We got we got Dev with some some names. For okay, you. let's hear. It. Okay, so this is all right. Let me let me paint the portrait for you for your listeners out there. Okay, there's seven seconds left on the clock. All right, the Jaguars fourth and two, down by five. All right, and the Jaguars need to get in the end zone. Doug Peterson. He looks at all of his coaches. He looks to Trevor. Trevor nods, and Doug Peterson calls in the. Duval Double Dime. Duval Double Dime. Doug Peterson looks at Trevor Lawrence in the headset. He screams with confidence the play call, which is... Jaggy Juggling Act. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Jaggy Juggling Act. All right. Doug Peterson, fourth and two, game on the line, calls in... T-Law Touchdown Special. T-Law Touchdown Special. That's That sounds like a breakfast item at Denny's. All right. <laughs> would, you like, would you like the waffles with chocolate chips, sir? Can I get this with Elliot Fries instead of hash browns? <laughs> All right, so, Doug Peterson, game on the line, two yards out, calls the... Dougie P Power Play. Dougie P Power Play. That has nothing to do with Jacksonville. <laughs> Hey, but you know what though? But you know what though? I, it's give credit where it's due. He, it's his play. So I mean, I, you might as well give it to him. Might as well give him a play. This we need to start a Jacksonville Jaguar restaurant because we've got menu items right here, dude. The Dougie P Power Play is only from two to three p.m. on Wednesdays. You get three dollars off any of the value meals. Free two proteins. Free side of Elliot fries. <laughs> Okay. All right. One more. It was called the Philly Special in Philadelphia when Nick Foles caught a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. In Jacksonville, when Doug Peterson needs those two yards in the end zone, Doug Peterson will call the Beers Too Damn Much TD Extravaganza. (laughs) (laughs) That's the winner. That's the winner. That's the winner. Wow. Way to bring it full circle. That's the winner. Right there. Okay. All right. I cannot wait for it. Oh, Everybody man. else is going to be saying the Duval Dime or the Jaguar special, but nope, nope. We will call it Beers Too Damn Much Touchdown Palooza. I mean, it, it takes two. It's going to take more than two possessions to score more <laughs> points than what a beer's worth at a game. It's That's insane <laughs> to me. That's insane. 
It's going to take you three possessions to score more points than the dollar value of a beer. That's insane. On to Pittsburgh, baby. On to Pittsburgh. What a time to be alive. What Jaguars moving, moving in the right direction, except for the beer prices. No, that's right. it's the curse of the Jaguars. We get a more effective product on the field, and they raise the price of beer by four dollars to compensate. The Jaguars giveth, and the Jaguars <laughs> taketh away. But if it means we get the beers too damn much touchdown special, then that's the price I'm willing to pay. That's our show for today, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to the Duval Hot Takes podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. My name is Sean Daly, and I've been your host. This is Patrick Smith, Duval Hot Takes Network, co-host. Devin May, fact stats and lists of random bullshit. <laughs> All right, Dev, there you go. Taking on more responsibilities, working your way up. I fucking love Devin. I'm now, every episode, I want I want to have Devin come up with like five things. <laughs> And like, just, that's fucking all. That was so much fun. Yeah, it was, that was fun. It was a good way to cap it off. Uh, but now we are on to Pittsburgh. The Jaguars meet the Steelers here at home Saturday, August 20th. Another 7 p.m. game. No need for a preview. Sean and Pat already gave you one. More of what we saw against the Browns, please. Let's get more comfortable, more confident. Give Trevor more chances to make an end zone play. And let's solidify this roster as we get closer to 53. As always, we'll be on Twitter with our live reactions and recap. So make sure you're following us at Duval Hot Takes and share your takes with us. If you see anything outstanding, good or bad, shout us out. We'll make sure your voice is heard. Until next time, peace.